Hi, this is Matt Wallace, lead pastor at Holy Cross Lake Mary, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us, and I pray this message inspires you and helps build your faith. To learn more about Holy Cross, visit hclm.org. Enjoy the message. Uh, <coughs> so our opening question today uh, is this. Have you ever met someone famous? Have you ever met someone famous? And uh, if you did, um, well, first of all, who was it? You know, tell us who it was that you met. But I want to know, did it change your opinion of that person? Did meeting them face-to-face change your opinion of that famous person? So did you ever meet anybody famous? And if so, did it change your opinion of them? I was thinking about this question uh, for myself. We've got to give a few minutes for the answers to come rolling in, and I'll check with Pastor Chris in a moment. But I was thinking about this myself, and at first I almost thought I had not. I really could not remember meeting anyone really famous. I mean, I've seen, you know, bands live and stuff like that, but that's not what we're talking about. I've never really had a personal interaction with someone famous, so I thought, but then I actually remembered and, and I did, this is going to date me as well, as far as my age, but one time I did get to meet Bruce Hornsby from Bruce Hornsby and the Range. You guys remember that? Bruce Hornsby and the Range. And uh, yeah, I think I was like a freshman in high school or something like that. And uh, um, uh, we went to see him in concert. Like my whole family went, my dad and my mom and me, and then I brought a friend with me. And uh, my, dad, my dad was a huge fan. You guys remember the classic hits, The Way It Is, and stuff like that, right? And so uh, uh, we went, it was a good show. And at the time, my dad worked in radio. He worked for a big radio station in Chicago called WLS. And uh, the station, uh, like, I forget, it was station manager, station owner, but one of the station bigwigs was there at the concert. They knew my dad was gonna be there. In fact, they might have even been the ones who hooked us up with the tickets. I can't remember, I was just a kid. Um, but anyway, at one point the manager says, hey, like the show is over, he came over to say hi to us, and he goes, hey, would you like to go meet Bruce? And so we were like, yeah, that'd be great. So they, they usher us back and they, into this little room, a really, really small room, like it was a tight fit for all of us in there, and it was Bruce Hornsby and, you know, the, the range and the rest of the band, and then like, my family and I and my friend. And what I will remember most about that is it was just horribly, horribly awkward. <laughs> uh, I, was not, I had not planned on meeting him. I, you know, this was in the days before cell phones. I had nothing to take a picture with, with him. I didn't have anything for him to sign or autograph. And so we just kind of awkwardly stood in this room with him and the band for about 10 minutes and kind of just like, hey, uh, you know, I... Uh, like your stuff, you know? <laughs> like, that was about it. I just remember nothing against Bruce Hornsby, he was fine, but uh, it just seemed really, really awkward. Uh, Pastor Chris, yeah. surely someone has had a better experience meeting someone famous. As hard than as I it have. is to top Bruce Hornsby in the range, <laughs> uh, we do have a few answers. Sarah Bell uh, worked alongside Emerald Lagasse, oh, uh, wow. the famous chef. Um, Nancy met Bobby Bowden and confirmed how amazing and how much of a great Christian man he is. Oh, uh, oh wait, wait a second, that was Kuchar. Uh, 
Chris Kucher, but then also Nancy said the same thing. Uh, we've got a few. J uh, Jimmy Connors, uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim Holt. Jimmy Connors doesn't have the best reputation to begin with. What nope. did they say about... She's, they said he's a nice guy. Oh, okay, and, uh, okay. Uh, Tim uh, Hovland met uh, Pele, uh, and he was so humble and taught me that you can be the biggest name on stage and still care more about the people around you. Uh, James Taylor, Lee Greenwood, Magic Players. Uh, we've got Cal Ripken Jr., Tony Olivia. A lot of people. A lot yeah, of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad nobody had any like really horrible experience uh, with a celebrity or someone famous. But uh, the, the reason I ask that question is because there is an expression. It's an old expression. Um, and it is, uh, it's this. It's never meet your heroes, right? Never meet your heroes. And because the idea is that, you know, when, when we have someone that we kind of idolize, that we look up to, uh, that is a hero to us, but you don't really know who they are, right? All you know is that side of them, that one side that is their public persona that you get to see. And even when people are genuinely nice and stuff, they're real people, and real people have flaws, and real people have good days and bad days. And, uh, you know, sometimes you meet that person that you've wanted to meet all your whole life, and they've been a hero to you, and you look up to them, and then when you meet them, they don't live up to your expectations. And so very often people will say, never meet your heroes. I think that's a little bit what was happening with the people today uh, seeing Jesus uh, enter into Jerusalem. Uh, we're reminded in the uh, Matthew version of this, it says, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And the people knew, the people knew this prophecy. This was a very uh, well-known prophecy about the coming of the king, about the coming of the Messiah. And so the people were willing to acknowledge that Jesus was king. That's exactly what it says in the John version of this in verse 13, they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. They know that he is the king. Uh, they wanted him to be their king. In fact, I, I saw an interesting take on this recently uh, in confirmation class, which I'm teaching right now. Uh, we started watching the movie, The Son of God, which is you know on the life of Christ, obviously. And when we got to the part about Palm Sunday, the Pharaoh, the Pharaohs, the Pharisees uh, thought Jesus was deliberately choosing to enter Jerusalem in this way in order to proclaim that he is a king because they thought he wanted them to think that he was the king. And that's probably not too far from the truth. Jesus is the king, and he wanted people to know that, and the people at this point seem ready to believe it. And so they cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Now, I've been doing this here at Holy Cross for like 10 years now, and every year Palm Sunday is the same. We talk about Palm Sunday. And so by now, you guys should all know, because I think I mention it every single year, what does Hosanna actually mean? Just shout it out. Save. save us. That's right. Hosanna means save us. We tend to think of it as a term of praise, like hallelujah or something, but actually it means save us. 
So we can know that by the crowd shouting to Jesus, Hosanna, not only did they recognize him as a king, but they recognized him as the Messiah. The Messiah that was going to come and that was going to save them. They wanted to be saved. They wanted Jesus the King, Jesus the Messiah, to take care of them. They wanted him to drive out Rome, that foreign occupying government that they were being oppressed by. They expected him to be a great leader and a great general, like the greatest leader and general they had ever had, King David. They wanted him to restore the nation of Israel, not only as a nation, but to its former glory. And they were there because they had heard all these amazing things about him. Because the people who had seen Lazarus raised from the dead were still telling people about it. And the crowds knew and they heard about the miracles. And they heard about the teaching and they heard about the feedings of the 5,000 and the 7,000. And they wanted to come out and meet this man that they hoped was their king and they hoped was their messiah but never meet your heroes. Because when they did meet him, well, at first it was fine. But as time went on, and they heard the things that Jesus was actually saying, and they saw the things that Jesus was actually doing, and that he wasn't going to be the king and the Messiah that they wanted, then they abandoned him. They saw that, in fact, he wasn't going to kick out the Romans. They saw that, in fact, he wasn't going to lead them in battle, lead them to war. That he wasn't going to restore the nation of Israel. In fact, he said, my kingdom is not of this earth. Then, as we know, not even quite a week later, their shouts turned from Hosanna to crucify him. Second question for you guys today. Another just kind of fun, silly one, but it does bear on what we're talking about today. Uh, how many of you know what Wish is? You know Wish, Wish.com or the Wish app? You guys know what Wish is? So my question for you today is this. Have you ever ordered anything from Wish? And if so, did it meet your expectations? Have you ever ordered anything from Wish? And if so, did it meet your expectations? For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Wish is a, is a website where you can order stuff. I think it's all from China. If not, it's mostly from China. And it is all either like knockoffs of other real things, or it's just uh, very cheap goods that you can buy. And it has become almost like a meme, right? When you see something that doesn't look quite the way it's supposed to, uh, people will say that's the wish version, you know, of, of that thing, right? Uh, for example, I've, uh, you guys all know I'm a big nerd, so I've been watching the superhero show, uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? And in that, uh, that's in the Marvel Universe, Captain America died in one of the movies, spoiler, uh, and uh, they decide to bring back a new Captain America, so they choose a guy. And the first time he comes out in the costume, I mean, and God bless the actor, he's not that bad of an actor, but he does not look good in the costume at all. 
he looks so goofy. Uh, it just looks silly. And so people were like taking a screenshot of that and saying, this is the Wish version of Captain America, right? I once ordered some shirts from Wish, and at the time I even knew they would run small, so I got a size bigger uh, than what I needed. And first of all, it took like three months for them to finally reach me. And when they did and I opened them up, I kid you not, they were like a child's medium. I mean, I couldn't even get my hand in the sleeve uh, to try them on. They were that small. Uh, Pastor Chris, did we get any, has anyone else had some experiences with Wish? Yeah, so there is a couple coming in, but uh, I want to share just a personal story. I don't understand why you're knocking Wish so much. Uh, my daughter wanted uh, AirPods, you know, and they're pretty expensive. Yeah, I think they were about, and that's the only thing she wanted for Christmas. Right. Like 299 bucks or something, but I'm like, you're going to probably lose these things. So yeah. I went to Wish, and I bought some AirPods uh, <laughs> that uh, set me back about $7.99. And you would think that with that amount of money spent, it would be quality. So uh, it, it came, the, I think I ordered them in July, and they showed up um, in this box that looked like it had been kicked down a street and chewed up by a dog. About four months later, they showed up, and I was so excited. So I, I plugged them in, I go mow the lawn, and the first thing I noticed is that they're really heavy, like a battery in your ear, and about three <laughs> times bigger. And the charge lasted about six minutes. So um, Get a solid song and a half in there. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, but um, I ended up getting Kylie the real deal. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, other ones, uh, your wife said she bought a maternity outfit <laughs> from... No, she meant to buy a swimsuit, and she accidentally bought the maternity one, I think. But that, but and it was non-returnable. Yeah, it was non-returnable. <laughs> non-refundable. So, non, yeah, non-refundable. So, yeah, that... Um, and one other one, uh, yes, I've used Wish. It took months to get, and the shirt was way too small. Wish stinks. You wait too long for the lowest. I mean, it's universal. Right. Everybody hates Wish. And you know the thing, I don't want to bag too hard case, you know, someone's watching that it's connected to that or loves yes. it or whatever, but um, it works when you know what to expect, Yeah. right? When you, yeah. know what you, when you know it's going to take a while, when you know you need to order probably four sizes larger yeah. you know, than you normally would wear, once you get the hang of it, then you can actually find some good deals on there. But it, it's all about expectations, right? It's about expectation versus reality. And to me, that's the story of Palm Sunday as well. Expectation versus reality. What the people were expecting versus what Jesus really came to do. And I think we, you know, it's easy to criticize those people, but I think we also sometimes have a problem with expectation versus reality. Sometimes when we think about what our life is supposed to be like as a Christian, uh, what life is supposed to be like as a follower of God, what life is supposed to be like in the kingdom of God, we sometimes have some false expectations of what that's going to do for us of what that life is going to be like. 
Very often, we go into it thinking that God is just going to suddenly and instantly heal us of all our brokenness, all the stuff we don't like about ourselves, that God's just going to instantly wipe it all away. He's going to get rid of our insecurity, uh, every doubt, every fear, every weakness. They're just going to disappear, and in their place, suddenly, we'll be full of confidence and strength. Sometimes we think that in our relationship with God, uh, he's just going to, uh, he's going to enable us to stop doing all the things that we wish we could stop doing. You know, all the bad habits, all the self-destructive things, that suddenly those things are not even going to be a struggle for us anymore, that God's just going to completely remove the desire for those things, and we'll never think about them again. Sometimes we expect that God is going to just change us immediately into the person that we're supposed to be, to, to make us, uh, into, to start doing things that we want to start doing, to start being ways that we want to start being. That all of a sudden, now just because we're a Christian, now just because we have God in our life, we're going to be a better husband, or a better wife, or a better father, or a better mother, or a better student, or a better employee, or a better boss. We think he's just going to bless us with all those things we've always wanted. That now suddenly God's going to find us uh, that boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife to ease our loneliness. That we're going to get that job or whatever it is that we've always wanted. But then we discover that God is actually going to do some different things for us than what we expect. Yeah, he may actually do some of those other things some of the time. But sometimes he also does things for us and in our life that we don't necessarily want him to do. Sometimes he's going to require us to give up things, not just the things that we want to give up, but sometimes he may ask us to give up things that we don't want to give up. Sometimes he might make, ask us to make some sacrifices that we don't want to make. Sometimes he might put us into positions where things aren't easy, where we're challenged a little bit, where we're stretched, where we face difficulties and trials and tribulations. And sometimes he is going to require things of us. Sometimes he will ask us to go to places that we don't want to go, places that make us uncomfortable. Sometimes physical places. Go to this part of the city, I want you there. Go to that part of the world, I want you there. But sometimes just metaphorical places, places in relationships, places in our own hearts that we don't necessarily want to go. Sometimes God will ask us to love people that we find it difficult to love. Sometimes God will ask us to be with people that we find it difficult to be with. Sometimes God will ask us to serve in ways that we don't want to serve, maybe that we find a little bit frightening. 
And when we realize that God is going to require things of us and do things with us and for us that are challenging and difficult and not the things we would have him do, then we can doubt. We can struggle. Sometimes I've even seen people lose their faith over it. But the message of Palm Sunday is clear. Jesus is the King. Jesus is the Messiah. He did come to save those people. Not by killing Romans, but by being willing to die under their laws. Not by establishing and restoring the nation of Israel, but by bringing the kingdom of God. And the fact that it wasn't what they were expecting, the fact that it wasn't what they wanted, doesn't change the truth of any of it. It is still true. Jesus is King, Jesus is Messiah, and he does come to save. And our doubt and our confusion at what God is sometimes doing in our own lives also doesn't change that. Jesus saves not just those people back then, but us as well. He is King and Messiah not for those people on that Palm Sunday, but for us as well. And he does save us. He saves us through the power of forgiveness, through the power of resurrection. He justifies us in righteousness before God so that we no longer have to fear God as wrathful and angry, but our relationship with him is restored and we can come to him like children go to their father. And yeah, he also brings healing very often to the relationships we have with one another. Although sometimes that also requires us to stretch a little bit in offering love and forgiveness to people the same way we have been loved and forgiven. God does bless us. God does bring us peace. But it's not a peace that says you will never face any difficulties. It's a peace that carries us through those difficulties. Because it is, it is a peace we have based on hope. Hope for the future. God does save. God does accomplish things in our lives. Maybe not what we expect, but still amazing things. And if we're willing to believe it, if we trust God and have faith, those things that he does will not just be different from our expectations. They will exceed them. We realize that and we believe it. And so today we get to proclaim and shout as the people did then, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest. And in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. 
If you enjoyed this message and would like to learn more or contribute to Holy Cross, please visit hclm.org.